Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm so happy to announce the inaugural SoapCon Live event on May 1st. I created SoapCon Live with Susan Eisenberg to bring our love of cons and soaps together. Special thanks to Alan Locker in the locker room, Soap Opera Digest, Retro TV, It's Real Good TV, and all our Soap Star guests. Check out SoapConLive.com to see the complete schedule, purchase autographs, video greetings, or book your virtual meet and greet with your favorite Soap Star today. <laughs> I miss Jeannie Cooper and I miss Christoph St. John. Every time oh, I yeah. see that opening, it just makes me really sad. And I feel like them along with Eric Braden and Melody Thomas Scott, of course, are really the heart and soul of Young and the Restless. And I miss those people. I miss yeah. them like being front and center. I, Jeannie Cooper was just such a force on that show. She really was. And that's why I love that even Billy Miller came out of, you know, he's usually not a social person, certainly not social media, but when they were doing the Jeannie Cooper week, he made a video to send in and she really touched everybody. Like, and I love her son, Corbin. I've met Corbin several times. Oh, Ooh. like we're friends, Corbin Burnson um, <laughs> for like psych events and stuff like that. Cause I'm a psycho. Um, but yeah, that's the fandom. I'm not actually a psycho, or I could be, but um, yes. No, she's, uh, no, I mean, it's up to you. I mean, you can be in this world. Um, I'm double fisting today, so I just did my Ava Jerome Martini. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Mar West. And now I'm having a glass of white wine because I need to switch over. <laughs> You're um, having a martini and white wine, huh? Well, I. I I mean, I was mixed with beer, but yeah, this is, uh, I, I finished my, I guess most people call it a, a salty dog or because it's gin yeah. or, or gin and um, grapefruit juice, but that's like one of my favorite drinks or, or it's a Greyhound, salty dog's vodka. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, is this salty dog's vodka? But that's really cool. I was like, you're drinking yeah. vodka? No, I want to no, like I'm switch gin. because I need it. Honestly, I needed the bottle near me because we have so much to talk about today. It is absolutely, and, and this is no joke. Nothing we have to talk mm -hmm. about is a joke, even though today's April Fool's. <laughs> um, but how do you, first of all, everybody, welcome back to the show. We're so happy to have you here. You know who we are, Lucretia Lyons. She's only one person and the only mm -hmm. one in the world, and I'm Darrell Anthony. Lucretia, how do you feel about April Fool's Day? I love April Fool's Day. You know, I'm a comedian first and foremost. And um, it's funny to me, though, that it's not just April Fool's Day, it's GH's anniversary. So 58 years ago, GH started. And that's so funny to me because it's always April Fool's. And if every year it surprises me though, just because you're thinking about it as April Fool's Day and then it's like, oh, nope, it's the GH anniversary. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just really, 
I'm so blessed and honored. I made a couple of posts today um, and I'm just so blessed and honored that I had a small, I called it a small sentence in an overall library of mm-hmm. memories um, in, in General Hospital and to be in Port Charles and to step foot on that set. It was so honored. I remember that one of the last times I filmed um, because there's a lot of di- downtime, of course. Um, I walked over to the hospital set and I was looking at all the photos on the wall of people who passed away and everything. And Aww. I just think that it was such, uh, it's, it's so iconic um, to be on that set and just to, to, to be around those people and the history and you walking through the halls and they have the hallways decorated with every single actor who's ever walked that floor. And there's just photos upon photos upon photos. So it's like a history lesson in itself. And I can't wait to um, hopefully get to return there and work. The pandemic has definitely kept me out of LA, but I'm ready to get back and I, I miss, and I, I do have a few friends over there as well as you, Lucretia over there as well. And I, I oh, miss yeah. them, so I can play. Yeah, that's the thing is like, I just want to get back home. I mean, with all the crazy stuff that happened in the last year, it really does make you put things in perspective and shows like it. And that's one thing that's great about doing stuff like this or like what what Alan Locker was doing on the locker room. And 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 this is what's given this resurgence in daytime is the fact that we've all been stuck at home during the day. And so like, I do feel like there's a bright side to this is we've all really realized what was important and we've all kind of gone yeah. back to enjoying our stories. And you know, the ratings certainly look like, you know, they've been doing better. They're getting a lot more press. I mean, we now have gotten to where people understand where their soaps are if they don't miss or if they miss them in the daytime as well. Like we have Hulu, Peacock, the Paramount yeah. Plus now. Yeah, and we're getting a lot of, you know, actors who, like you said about joining at a locker room, a lot of actors who haven't done soaps for a while, coming out and doing conventions and talking to people. And I think it's really special. You know, soaps were a way for people to connect um, in the beginning, especially with soap writers such as Agnes Nixon, who we're going to talk mm-hmm. about a little bit later. She had a bunch of hard hitting stories in the in the very beginning of her career, starting with, you know, even over on Another World, like there were just so many storylines that were a first um, and in terms of that, and I really, I, I, I'm, I'm so honored. Like I have the Agnes Nixon book. I have, yeah. the, I have the whole book. And it's, it's so well done and done. And just to think about the history of, of the things she's done and, and what she brought forth. And what brings me to some soap news that broke today. Now, listen, I'm a fan of April Fool's, except for I do look mm-hmm. at everything. And oh, yeah. it came out uh, from a daytime confidential who honestly, they never really put out bullshit. They're very credible. Um, but again, today's April Fool's, so take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. That they did come out and say that ABC is against Roger Howard playing Todd again because that's why they wanted to get rid of Franco. They don't want that type of, they don't want his character to have such a stain on him that he can't be paired with any of the women on the show. Did you see that information? Yeah, that was funny because as like you were saying it, I just pulled that up because I was like, I forgot something and I knew that's what it was and I just pulled it up. So great minds because yeah, yeah, like, and again, like it, it is April Fool's. So everything that, that came out today is a little bit grain of salt, but it is one of those things too, that it is being marked as a rumor. I mean, we've discussed rumors on this show. I mean, but they are often rumors for a reason, but I do, if that is true, the logic makes sense because it is one of those things that, I mean, Roger himself, I think that's what he liked about being on As the World Turns was his character wasn't a rapist. (laughs) 
it's like oh that that's that's refreshing yeah i think it's very interesting um i i'm i'm excited to see and I, but the thing is fans don't forget and it is really really yeah. hard because roger has a certain charm and he has a certain way he plays <laughs> he characters, which is why people like i feel like almost grew to love franco they grew to love todd because even though they had done awful things roger brings such humanity to the role that i feel like it's going to be hard he for fans yeah Right, he's still gonna have that goofiness. He's still yeah. gonna do his Roger ticks that he does. <laughs> so you know, oh and, yeah, and I, Franco I, style guys. Like it's not like I'm not for it. And, and to me, with the character like Franco, just like with Ben Weston, but there are plenty of people who still hate Ben Weston on Days of Our Lives. But the beauty of the storyline going on now is that. And the same thing with Franco is we're not allowed to forget what they've done. People are still allowed to bring that up. And I like that. People can be redeemed as in they're able to sort of live a normal life like Franco had with Liz and be father to her children and that special relationship with Cameron. But I do feel like, like it, you know, I'm giving Chris and Dan a lot of credit. The way that this was written especially with the exit and everything, it is one of those things that your past will always haunt you, even if you were found, you know, mass compass, you know, it, it's one well, of those I, things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like that. And one thing I want to say that I think that they also have really well, and even, you know, special shout out to the script writers as well, mm -hmm. is that with, what happened with Franco, what we're now understanding is how these all these boys grew to love Franco, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, Jake's dad isn't dead. Jake's dad is there. J J Jason is there. Yeah. Aiden's dad is not dead. Lucky is still alive. So Cameron has again lost another father. And there was a scene yeah. that aired recently that it was a confrontation between Cameron and, and Jake. And Jake was basically like, that's my daddy. And Cameron was like, well, Franco was our dad. And Jake was like, that's cool and all, but I love Franco. Great. But that's not who my daddy is. Jason's my daddy. And I think it's just putting into perspective that like, yo, Cameron, you, you're, you're both of the, your father figures have died and yeah. everyone else, you know, regardless if Jason is in Jake's life or lucky is in Aiden's life, they can still reach out to their father when Cameron cannot. And I think we're about to see that downfall. And I think William Linton is doing an amazing job doing oh, yeah. that. Um, and and I think we're gonna see him go through some dark dark troubles, and I'm I'm excited to to see him as an actor embrace that. I will say it did make me nervous that um, I know Brett on Twitter um, he he reported that William Lipton was no longer on contract, mm -hmm. um, so that does concern me. But it concerns me in the way that like listen, he's young, he. Yeah graduating high school, he's gonna wanna do other things. He has a wonderful music career. There's other things that he wanna do that maybe for right now being on contract isn't the best thing for him. But I hope that that doesn't lead to him being recast. And I hope that doesn't lead to him being killed off like Xander was, you know, if he starts oh. to go down that route. But um, we'll see, cause I don't think Elizabeth can take any more loss because the next no. loss, Elizabeth might freak, freak out and burn up poor Charles. <laughs> well, it would be her right. She's been through the most on the show, but yet she gets the most crap sometimes. And not just Elizabeth, but her portrayal, Rebecca Hurst. Like, you know, she can't, I feel like, a, I'm like, damn, y'all, can y'all let Elizabeth live? Can you let her breathe? Oh, I know. Why does, 
Like, like, damn, Elizabeth can't do nothing. People are like, well, remember when she lied about Drew? Remember when she did this to Lucky? Remember when she did this to Nicholas? I'm like, sure, fine, people make mistakes, but people don't hold Elizabeth to the same constraints that they do someone like Carly or Ava, yeah. who I love both of them. Oh, yeah. You know, are or any of the other, I mean, Laura was not good either. Like everyone has done things That's what in I their like life. about the Cyrus storyline with Laura is bringing all that up and how people can do things and still be loved if they have those people in their lives. And it, it and this is one of why it's so important for Liz to have a family. And it's like, she has her boys and I love that she does have Laura and Scott and that, that there, there's been more acknowledgement to that is that Scott is their family now and he needs one too. And I hope that they don't lose that. And I do hope that maybe with Liz hanging out more with Dr. Finn, that this is what brings Hayden back. Me too. Um, I also am hoping for a, a guest. So I watched today's episode and I didn't, I really thought that we were going to get like an anniversary episode. We didn't, but it was still a good episode nonetheless. But I really wish that we could get another appearance from Rachel Ames. Um, I know oh, that yeah. she is retired, but I know that she is always open to making small cameos if it makes sense and if it works. And having Elizabeth's grandma come into town or at least have a phone call with her, I yeah. think would be great for the fans. And I think Rachel would do it. And I think that the writers want to do it. I think that there's just so many moving pieces to GH right now. Yeah. And one of those biggest is Peter, honestly. Um, you know, a lot of fans are upset right now because they're like, <laughs> Peter and Carly are on every day. And I'm like, but we have to have those players in order to get a finale to the story. Like, I feel like we're getting yeah. close to the Peter end all, but we have to get there. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I feel like killing Franco was the end of Peter. It's the, or the beginning of the end. Yeah, really. and and you've already seen that Anna and Valentine, and it's been pointed out by Muther. I love me some Dr. Albrecht. I love that she and Britt, they're all involved in this takedown. And, and to me, it's like, this is why you guys have got to be patient sometimes. Because GH this week has been phenomenal. And to me, I've been enjoying most of it for the most part. Yeah, not everything's my favorite, but I see where they're going. And I feel like we're getting an in. And I feel like the right people are involved for the most part. And so it's yeah. like, let's just be patient because trust me, I feel like this is a, you know, we're done with Peter. Peter, Peter's got to die now. And that that's okay. Yeah. I feel like we're heading toward a whodunit. Um, I have to say, um, I did like, listen, I know you got a lot of flack online, but I did oh. like Laura and Wes's scene together. Yeah, um, I, I did mean, not he's mind. been good this week. I mean, like when he does evil, he does that well. I will say, I never mind that. Yeah, that scene with I, I, Finn. I, yeah, that scene with Finn. That scene with Obrett, and you know, uh, Obrett and Scott. Now, oh, I know. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Um, so I think that there's a lot of different ways that the canvas can continue being shaken up. And, you know, I think by summer, Dante and um, Sam will probably be in bed or at least they shared their first kiss and Lulu probably going to roll her ass right in in a wheelchair oh, and be yeah. like, what? So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if, I mean, it's no different than when Lulu moved. People are so upset. They're like, well, why would Dante do that to Lulu? She's in a coma. And I'm like, well, yes, she's in a coma. I get it. But. Dante was gone for a long time and she moved yeah. out. 
with them. Yeah, and they weren't really together, but still, it, the, the fact right. that the Lulu of it all is one piece, but there's just a lot of pieces of why that's not my favorite thing on the show, but um, I've listed them before. We don't have time for me to list them again. <laughs> Y'all, I love well, getting Lucretia wound up. I love getting her wound up so she can tell people what she don't like. And then she go on this tangent, and then we just spend an hour talking about yeah. GH, and then people are like, is this the GH show or the All Soap show? Well, listen, it's All Soap show. <laughs> for all soap operas, everybody in daytime. The daytime Emmys will be airing on CBS for the next two years on television. Prime it's going to be growing. Bitches. Prime time, baby. We're back. And this year, of Eight course, we do standards. know. Mm -hmm. Sorry. And, and this year, we do know that they are planning to do the show virtual. But here's what I think is going to happen. And this is not me having inside mm -hmm. information just because I'm a part of Natus. But I do believe that it's quite possible that what they're going to end up doing is having the people who are nominated only show up as in a location where they can do it outside or oh. they can spread them out. Um, maybe they'll be able to bring one date um, and they'll have limited press and then they will have after parties for people because the shows throw the after parties, as you guys know. So yeah. I, I think that that might be the way that they do it. Um, you know, hopefully next year we can go back to the original format because I miss going to the Emmys. I miss getting dressed up and I miss oh, having I a reason to go on a fucking diet, man. But here we are, pandemic, drinking wine. Yep. And that's what, you know, we've all been doing. And that's probably part of the reason we're still keeping some stuff virtual because, you know, a lot of us have still put on that quarantine 15 and are, you know, not I'm sticking not up with their boxing routine. <laughs> I know. I've put on quarantine like 20, 30. I just can't mm -hmm. handle it. But I'm so excited about the daytime Emmys um, coming back. Um, and I think this is going to be really good. I think this is going to be, I, I think the respect, as you said earlier, Lucretia, is happening for uh, the soaps. And this is going to be a good move. Oh, yeah. Speaking of other good moves, though, we apparently have a new EJ Demera, and it was on no one's radar. And that's what's crazy to me. It's not Daniel Goddard. It's not Jeff Branson. That would have been my pick. I love me some Jeff Branson. But it, it is a Daniel. And I hope I'm saying his name right. Daniel Furigal. And was cast as E.J. Demira from Spartacus. And if the, the pictures in online indicate this is going to be one hot summer in days. Mm. It's going to be a really hot summer. Mm -hmm. And if you want to see, and as y'all know, the show Spartacus is a little nasty. So there's some also <laughs> X-rated pictures. But if you want to find those, you can find those as well. Listen, I think this is going to be great. Um, people are already speculating because I think it's already out there in the spoilers. It definitely is a soap digest um, that Sammy does confide to Lucas that her marriage is falling apart. We're starting to see Sammy and Lucas kind of reconnect, mm -hmm. uh, which which I prefer Lumi. I'm a Lumi fan, first and foremost. Um, I've always had an issue with Sammy and EJ, particularly because he raped her. I, I'm not a fan yeah. of... Seems like a legitimate reason. Yeah. Right. I'm not I'm not a fan of the rape someone and fall in love stories because that's really that's still up. about manipulation. <laughs> fucked up and it's still about manipulation. You know, like Luke Spencer, old ass, had yeah. no business with young Laura Spencer. Like mm -hmm. there like like there, there was no reason for that. So 
I'm, I've never been a fan of Sammy falling in love with EJ. Sorry, guys. I think they had some good moments. I think the best Sammy and EJ story was when he slept with Abigail and Sammy was plotting with Kate the whole time and knew. But that was only because the way Allison Sweeney delivered that, she was like, mm-hmm. I've been knowing. Um, I, I think EJ would be maybe good if they're going to bring him back and put him with someone because, of course, they're going to. They, they're going to have his shirt off. Um, I mean, there's Nicole. Which yeah. I think that people feel that they're going to go to EJ e. Cole again. Um, I don't know. I mean, he could also get with Ava, which is kind of a mind fuck because EJ got with the character of Taylor, who was mm-hmm. played by Tamra Braun when she was playing that character. So who was mm-hmm. Nicole's sister? So, yeah, it's a, it's kind of a mind fuck there. But I don't I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, like, uh, well, didn't they have Will being in love with EJ and, like, because I know this guy on Spartacus apparently played some same-sex love scenes. Maybe we, we get EJ as bi. I mean, he was playing with little Will. I mean, I'm not saying he goes with Will, but um, that Evan guy's pretty, or, uh, yeah, that uh, was Christian, and he's pretty yeah. hot. Well, here's what happened. So, with Will and EJ, there was never any real... You know, I got you. Um, Will and EJ, there was never really a storyline. Basically, what was happening was is that EJ and Will were in some very tense scenes. If I remember correctly, I feel like EJ was blackmailing Will about something. So, fans who are watching, please let me know. Um, But EJ was blackmailing Will, and Will was basically alluding that he would do anything to stop him from blackmailing him. And the scenes had a lot of underwritten homosexual (laughs) tones. Um, which everyone like loved. I loved it. Or <laughs> sorry, Adam and Chance, and like, um, oh my God, Adam and Chance, and there was another character on Days of Our Lives. I was gonna say they had kind of the oh when Xander and Leo when they had a little bit of like what's going on, and then Leo was outright like, if you give it to me, I won't do this. So it was kind of like that um, because e- that's what it was. EJ was like EJ was blackmailing Will about his sexuality. I believe it was. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what it was. Um, yeah, I mean, EJ could be bi. I mean, there's a lot of storylines on Days of Our Lives I feel is going to shift as well, because you have Chanel, who's thrown oh, into the yes. mix now, new character played by Precious Way. Love her, love her and Jack A. Um, oh, their scenes are so funny. Like, oh, uh, spare me the little match girl. Like, oh my God, me and my mom were like rolling. We're like, ooh, we love her. <laughs> love her. Um, I, so here's the thing. Right now, Days of Our Lives, and this is nothing to <laughs> Days of Our Lives always has everyone, they, they always have everyone connected. So, of course, Precious so comes, I mean, hard. yeah, so Chanel comes to town, and she is Theo's ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Well, I think she has a scene with either Ben or Xander next week. I think it's Xander, where, like, it says Xander and mm-hmm. Chanel connect. And I'm like, why? And I know what they're doing. They're doing the mm-hmm. old soap opera chem test. Everyone's mm-hmm. doing a chemistry test just to see like yeah. what happens. Um, and then you know they're chem testing the new Theo with Sierra. Yeah. Just kind of doing that to have it. So they're I don't know, cute, man. It, but they're no sin. <laughs> well, I mean, I will say I I do start. To, uh, I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this. I'm starting to see a little connection between Ben and. Um, yeah, Claire. I know. I've I kind of thought that for a while. I figured that that was their <clears> plan <throat> when Sierra left, 
but yeah. I feel like I feel like they're still going to tempt that with what the storyline they have with her amnesia. And it's just like, yeah. I, I do. I mean, I'm a sin fan too, guys, but I'm not opposed to Ben and Claire for now. Yeah, I think that here's the thing. Uh, I, I like Claire and Ben because mm. I, I wouldn't have liked Claire and Ben if it would have been played by Olivia Rose. That's my girl. I love Olivia. Mm -hmm. But I think just looking at them, Olivia has such a younger presence than uh, Isabel, who plays Claire now. So Isabel really works well with Ben. I think that having Robert try to hit on the character that Olivia Rose like brought to life which just seemed off. And it seems like when they recast certain characters, you almost reset their history. Yeah. It's kind of like on, on General Hospital with Nina and Ava, they're best friends now. Yeah, really, that's Nina's best scenes are with Ava. Like They reset her character. And honestly, hiring Cynthia, they've reset that character. And they've only had a mention of like, oh, this is what Nina did before. Mm -hmm. But like, she's really reinvented herself by, you know, having another actor play that. And that's, you know, I saw someone on Twitter said, if Michelle was still playing the role and her and Mara were having those scenes, it would be harder to get over. But because oh, yeah. of Cynthia, it's like, oh, it's almost like a new character, but her name is Nina, but we'll go with it. You know, so I think that sometimes when you reset characters, like this Theo kind of works with Ciara, but he didn't really work as the old Theo, because the old Theo really worked with that Claire. So it really just yeah. depends. Yeah, and and I like that they're mixing things up. This is a soap, as much as we like couples, like, you know, it's fun to mix it up sometimes. And, and what else are they gonna do? I mean, there are so many storyline ideas, but um, eventually you just kind of got to break up and get back together, because that's what these do. But speaking yeah. of people coming back, Jan Spears is waking up tomorrow and it looks like Michael Lowry is going to be her doctor. He's adding another soap to his uh, list because, you know, he was Jake Martin on All My Children, Ross mm -hmm. Rayburn on One Life to Live. I, I actually really liked him as Ross. I was kind of sad when he left. Ooh, I, I loved him. Didn't they recast him with Billy Warlock? Yeah, because he, I think, had to go do something else, and then Billy Warlock came in to fulfill, like, the end of it. And I was like, oh, I mean, I like Billy, like, no disrespect, but it's just Michael made, like, even though I was such a Todd fan, um, it, he really was a good foil for that, and for Taya, and I love Taya, and Michael and Florencia just had such good chemistry that oh, I was not opposed to Ross, like, at all. Well, it was interesting because when Billy came, I remember when Billy came in, it was very different, the, 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 the feel was different because Billy's a much shorter actor, he looks a little mm. bit younger. So what he gave to the role was fine because I think again, Billy's a tremendous actor, but it's kind of like when Billy replaced, um, you know, AJ, uh, Sean Cannon as AJ on General Hospital. Yeah. It was very different. Um, it's a different portrayal. Um, you know, same thing with all the Billies on Days of Our Lives. I thought about Julie Pinson because she's um, Billy yeah, Wallach's wife. wife. <laughs> You know, her portrayal of, of, of Billy was very different than Lisa Renna and Krista Allen's. And, you know, just because she had kind of a similar haircut like Lisa Renna, it was a very different Billy. It, it felt like her Billy was a more mature Billy. Um, it felt like she was like, finally, like, you know what? I don't want Bo. Like, I'm over that. Let me move on. And we were okay with that. And I was okay seeing Julie Pinson's Billy and, and uh, Kristen, uh, Christian Alfonso's Hope 
be friends. I was okay with them like cohabitating. So when Lisa Renna came back years later and she was like, oh, hey, Hope, I was like, fuck her. Like she tried to take both. You know, I immediately went back to her. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited about that. I am, you know, I love Heather Lindell. Yeah. She's yeah, great. Yeah, she's so uh, good. I did watch clips, as you know, I watched clips the other day with uh, Heather Lauren Olson, who originated the role of Jan Spears. Actually, the role, I think, was originated by a girl named Natalie Ramsey, and then Heather Lauren Olson stepped in. Yeah. But poor Natalie. We love Natalie, but I think she was in, like, one episode. But Heather Lindell played the most of Jan's entire life. And Heather, I mean, so, sorry, Heather Lauren Olson played the majority of Jan's career. And Heather Lindell was actually on Days of Our Lives for one year before that character ended and went into her first coma and then she oh, came wow. back. So while people associate Heather Lindell with that character the most, it was actually Heather Lauren Olsen. I think the reason oh. Heather Lindell gets associated with it the most is because she was the at the time of Sean being locked in a cage and all of that. Oh yeah. She was playing mm -hmm. But Heather uh, Lauren Olsen was on there longer. She played the, Heather Lauren played the rape scenes by Nicole's father who raped her and got her pregnant. Heather Lauren Olsen also played when Sean pretended to be played at that time by Jason Cook. He pretended to be the father of her baby. Um, and then she played the, she threw herself down a flight of stairs, uh -huh. got, the baby died and then she pretended like Belle pushed her. So like she played a majority of her stuff, but I've always loved the fact that you had two girls both of their names Heather. They both had curly hair. They looked very similar. I really didn't know they had switched until I went on uh, Soap Central and they had made a post about it. Huh. Well. Yeah, a little day's history for you. Yeah, it was like day's history. I had no idea because I'm I'm a newer day's viewer. That's why I was like, ooh, tell me more. Because I love Jason Cook. I liked him on GH. I was kind of sad. I am sad that the Drake family isn't on there now. But, I mean, Jason Thompson's killing it on YNR when they show him um uh, but i'll bitch about yr well actually we we can talk some nice stuff about yr and then i'll bitch about it in a minute um um our little uh faith has finally grown up and as much as we've seen her in prime time she's finally gotten so much work she can't be on yr anymore so congratulations to olivia lynn um who has got the lead role in chucky so now we have Raylan Castor as our new faith. Yeah, congratulations, welcome. I am super excited to see her rendition of the character Faith. I honestly think this is a good thing. I think the character needed a bit of a reset, kind of how I was just talking about the Claire situation. Yeah. Um, because we had seen Faith kind of go downhill, and I think that where they look like they want to go with Faith an older actress should be playing it. You know, I hope that soap fans are gonna be kind to Raylan, particularly because it's not like she caused, yeah, no. I don't get how some Yeah, I don't get that. It's yeah. like good for her for getting a new job and now good for her for coming into the role. I, I don't understand. They don't understand business, you know, I think, yeah. and I get it, listen, I understand people love their favorite actors, but their favorite mm -hmm. actors move on. And you know, for years, Martha Madison had to put up with a lot because people were like, we miss Kirsten Storms. Y'all, Kirsten ain't coming back as Belle. She's not mm -hmm. doing it. She's not gonna be Belle again. That's not She's happening. She's messy, That's guys. We want her on GH. Like, and I love Martha as Belle. Like, yeah, yeah that's, that's the end of it. And, you know, people really have to kind of let things go in terms of recast. And, you know, and I think that this is this is a good thing. This is a good thing for uh, YNR because I know they're growing their teen scene over there, right? 
Yeah, because um, Jacob Aaron Gaines was cast as Moses. And I think that this is probably setting up a possible faith in Moses because, you know, they're aging up faith a little bit. Um, we have a new kid coming to town. And it's funny because, like, I remember when Moses was born. So, um, wow. I'm excited that they're continuing. I mean, this is legitimately, um, biologically, Neil's only child. Oh, yeah, I'm that's correct. right. Yep. You know, uh, obviously we know Devon was adopted and also Lily, Lily is an actual yeah. Malcolm. So this is his biological son. So this is kind of a continuation of Kristoff's legacy, you know, on the show. And I'm, I'm super excited to have him on. I was just actually, before we got on air, about to cuss one of the Young and the Restless fans out because <laughs> someone went on the post. And they said, ew, can he get rid of his afro? That's gross. We want to see regular hair on this show. And I was about to go under that tag. I was ready. And I know now that I've told you, you're going to go on there because I know how you are. And I know what you're going <laughs> to yeah. do. I know you're going to go on there and be like, I know. I can't wait to yeah. see it. But I was about to cuss them out. And I said, Darrell, you're bigger than that. So <laughs> step back. But I'm excited for him. Yeah, like, because I really love the fact that, that Y&R, for the most part, is really investing in some of their, their better stories. I will say I'm not happy about everything, but this is sometimes, again, not on, not on real life uh, people's relationships. That's their business. It's how the show chooses to handle certain stuff because of it. But we have one more nice thing to say. I think about YNR is that Jack Landron has been cast as Amanda's grandfather in one of the better storylines. Cause I'm like, good, let's get more into her stuff. Like this is yeah. great. This is a tale as old as time on soaps, the political family, the, the bastard children. But I love that it's Amanda's family and that's who we're telling the story about as opposed to any uh, old thing. But like, man, Michelle Morgan is so good. And I really love Amanda as a character. So it'll be nice to see her be front and center and have this complicated family. I agree. Um, I still miss Anna on the show. I'm still mad at them. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I wish that Anna would still be on the show because she's needed. Um, yeah. I will say, you know, with um, Michelle Morgan, you know, I'm hoping that they let her play Hillary again as well, like as, as a ghost. Yeah, um, that'd be talking cool. to I think that'll be fun. I really, I like Amanda. It took a while in the beginning to get used to the character because we all knew what was coming. We knew that she was either going to be Hillary's twin or something of the sort. So I'm happy to see that she's getting the storyline with some really good actors. Like the actors mm -hmm. they cast, uh, Tasha Story. Um, she was really oh, yeah. good. We're seeing some good people and, and stuff come out of this. So I'm excited to see where it's going to go. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is uh, I hope they know this is a good story. Tell it right, and we'll see. But not everything on on YNR is great, sadly. And I'll mention one more I'm, nice. Hmm? I was gonna say, please mention one more night because you're scratching at the hill to go <laughs> off about YNR. You're ready. You're ready. You've been waiting literally since the beginning of, the, of this fucking show. I love it. I'm oh, ready for I it. I literally too. texted you. We need to do a show because I got a bitch about YNR. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, we normally do it on a different day. She's like, no, uh, we're doing it. We got something to say. 
So I was like, here we go. So what's the other nice thing you want to say before we go into our shady moments? Well, just if you guys haven't caught the Agnes Nixon tribute on the locker room, please go and check it out. Peter Bergman of YNR is on there and tells his story about working with Agnes and Susan Lucci, Erica Slezak, Debbie and Darnell, you know, our Angie and Jesse, like, it, it, it's really good, and he even gets. Uh, you know what? I, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna spoil it. Let's just say AMC Superfan is at the end of it, and you'll enjoy that. So yeah, because again, Agnes Nixon, of course, is a hero of mine, and I grew up loving like Susan and Erica for their respective roles in the show she wrote, and just seeing like you know these characters and the actresses who played them throughout my life is pretty cool. So um, yeah, be sure to check that out. Because her son, who will be working on Pine Valley, is also in it. I actually, so I have a really soft spot for, you know, I was talking about General Hospital earlier mm -hmm. and my experience of working on the show. But honestly, if it wasn't for all my children, I actually would have never been able to break my way into, like, even stepping foot on a soap set. And mm -hmm. so, you know, Agnes Nixon has always kind of been that girl. And she's always been kind of like, you know... A, a part of my life, which is really yeah. weird. And I didn't even know I when I came to New York and I used to, you know, go to try to meet the actors and like get autographs. And like, it was like, guys, I'm going to work with you guys one day. And they were mm -hmm. all like this. <laughs> and, then, and then I, but no, they didn't say that because they're actually yeah. all wonderful people over at AMC. But I did, um, got, I got to do the reboot that happened um, on Prospect Park. And I have to say, you know, working with a lot of those people, um, Debbie Morgan, uh, oh, Darnell, yeah. oh my God. I, all of those people were so, so good. Um, oh, yeah. Lindsay Hartley, you know, we got, that's how mm -hmm. I became cool with her. Um, so it was a very interesting show. And I think that hopefully all my children gets to return in some, oh, yeah. uh, and you know, I know that right now the script is in and I think that they have to shoot the pilot. I think that's how it works. I should know better, but I think they have to shoot the pilot, but I'm interested to see who they're going to be calling in to shoot the pilot. Oh yeah. Like, I, don't know, I don't know if they've made any phone calls to anybody right now. I don't, but the script has been done for what, two months now? I think so. I think that's yeah. when Leo posted it. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so I mean, right now we're getting close to shooting a pilot. So I don't know. We haven't seen any news about like who they're bringing in. And, you know, all I know is uh, Kelly Ripa did say, she said, I reached out to Eva LaRue. I reached yeah. out to Lucci. I reached out to a lot of people and said, guys, be ready. So ooh, I'm nervous. I'm hoping, I'm hoping they all come back. And I, honestly, I am hoping they use some of the actors from the reboot who were the children. Like I love oh, yeah. uh, Miranda. I also loved, um, Eric Nelson, who played AJ, personal friend of mine as well. I really hope that they use them because I think that there's a way to use the material that they they filmed during the uh, you know the five year jump and bring some of those characters over and use some of them. You know, not all of them, but you know, use who you think you can. And a lot of people are free to work right now, so <laughs> let's do that. Yeah. Um, exactly. Use people that, that are, that are from the material you already have. There's no reason to kind of go out and, you know, unless, unless it's somebody already in the genre that loves the genre, you know, but, but yeah, like the, 
that's what people love to see the people they've been seeing. And that's how you're going to get the people back. I mean, the name recognition is great. Kelly and Mark are great, but how many other residents of Pine Valley don't you want to see on there? Hmm? Right. And it's just like, I want to see the, <laughs> I want to see, <laughs> you know, you got to open the show with Erica, you know, you need to be looking mm -hmm. at the Opal. You need to have yep. the Brooks there. You know, you're already losing a major force and not being able to have uh, Adam Chandler and Stewart there due yeah. to unfortunately passing. And so my thing is like, you wanna make sure that you put in place some of those actors that can come in and help facilitate. You know, you need Jesse and Angie. You need oh, someone yeah. right, I want, Angie should be chief of staff of the hospital. David should, be, uh, David, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, David should be yeah. there too. Yeah, Dr. David, obviously. It was like, yeah. You need him. I think that we need, um, you know, Jesse to be in charge of the police department. We yep. need certain things. Um, I what don't about necessarily. Fry? I mean, like, well, let's face it. We if, could have, there were plenty of other cops there. We, we can. I do think that we might not, we might not get Tad. Although I think that Michael E. Knight is recurring on GH. So if yeah, he's recurring, he could re recur on it as a primetime serial if it's a certain amount of episodes. And you know, we have um, Katie McLean who can pop in yeah. and out as Dixie. As of now, she's kind of popping in and out as Jennifer. I'm not really sure what they're doing about Jennifer on Days of Our Lives right now, which kind of concerns yeah. me. Yeah, weird. There's not, many, there's not many hordens going on right now. And I'm like, where's Jennifer? And I would prefer it be Katie, but if they're gonna bring Melissa back, just fucking bring her back and like, let's get let's get Jennifer in a new story with Jack. Like I'm over it. Like we need or some Jack. I mean, I'm still like, Jack. I don't, the only time I like Jack is when he's with Xander. <laughs> well, that's because I want Xander too. I, I oh. Xander. I, I like Xander was my fave, but I will say Philip has sort of edged him out. There's like an internal sadness in Philip. Yeah. It's just so sexy, man. No, I love Lucretia. No, Lucretia texted me the other day. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, listen, yeah. Philip is fine, but listen, Jay Kenneth Johnson is very oh. sexy. I will say he was sexier back in the day because. Oh. Man. Because back in the day, everyone kind of had his body type, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, he's hot." And he's just really a skinny boy, and they actually recast it because the first guy who played Philip was like this dark-haired young boy. He was not cute, by. And then Jay Kenneth <laughs> came in, he killed it. And then Kyle Brandt took over, and that's when people wanted Philip too. Even though Kyle Brandt turned out to be a dick because of how things he said about my friend Martha Madison, he can go fuck himself. But Kyle Brandt actually was the one who played Philip when he was in the Marines and, mm -hmm. and, and, and with the leg issue and, you know, mm -hmm. he had a whole body and dog packs and we were like, oh shit. So then when he left, we had John Paul uh, Lavoisier. Lavoisier, who was cute, but yeah. yeah. He is okay. He played <laughs> Philip. You were not a Rex Balsam fan? Oh. I was a Rex Balsam fan, which is why I was so upset mm -hmm. when he came to Days of Our Lives and played Rex Balsam. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see any of that. I've just heard. I don't think there were many fans of that. It's sort of like Jacob Young as Lucky. It's like we love Jacob Young in every role, but with Lucky, that just didn't really fit. And it's like I'm so glad that he got Jr., which that was like perfect. And Rick Forrest, Greg Vaughn was, was yeah. great. Greg Vaughn yeah. was great as Lucky. <laughs> actually, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, I oh yeah, I love Greg Vaughn. Lucky more than I enjoyed Jonathan Jackson is lucky. No, 
<laughs> I'm well, just kidding. JJ, no. well, I'm the right age, and this is why some of y'all need to like realize your age shows when you shit on mm. the, the legacy that is Lucky Spencer in the relationships of Liz. Look, I get it. It wasn't always great, but man, did her and JJ, that young love, when you're not that much younger than them, it's like, yeah, uh, I, I, would, I would maybe clamp down on that. The legacy of Luke and Laura's kids are important. And, yeah, because it just shows your age when you're anti-lucky. I'm sorry, okay. lady. First of all, we're the same age. And no, that yeah, you and I are. I, I'm calling out the ladies I see. Oh, oh, okay. You see, okay. So, yeah. Oh, I see them. Um, no, listen. You're like, I was like, no, I know we're the same age. But lucky? I'm like, hmm? Listen. I like Lucky. I'm not saying that I don't. I'm just saying that Jonathan Jackson, he he plays Lucky with a lot of heart. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. But there was there was a period of Lucky as Jonathan Jackson is Lucky, just crying a lot. Like he just cried yeah. a lot. And I feel like we got to see a lot with, um, you know, Greg Vaughn is lucky when he went through the addiction and he oh, went yeah. through all with, of that. With Maxie, ooh, that was like good stuff. I mean, I w- was pissed, but. He had a lot of good storylines. And I feel like, um, I feel like Greg Vaughn's lucky was the first one who you could have paired with. Like we were saying earlier about Roger Howard is that you could have paired his lucky with anybody on a canvas because he yeah. didn't have to be tied to Elizabeth. Um, I do believe they're about to go the route of Finn and Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. And I think that's going to bring issues if, if slash when Hayden comes back. But the only way I'm going to be okay with them going Finn and Elizabeth is if Hayden comes back. Oh, if yeah. they just go Finn and Elizabeth with no Hayden, then like, that's really... Yeah, that's no that's no point to that. So that sounds great. I mean, in that case, they might as well go Nicholas and Elizabeth and just have Nicholas and Ava and Elizabeth no. fight. No, <laughs> I know. I know because I love Nava. Yeah. I love them. And listen, Nava <laughs> in, in any perfect world, this version of Nava shouldn't have worked. But Mara West is a queen and Marcus oh, Coloma yeah. is a wonderful actor. And they made it work. I was very nervous. I was yeah. like, oh, they're probably not going to have the same chemistry. And honestly, Mara West had in two seconds of her scene with Tyler Christopher and that Mara West had in With Nick Bill, yeah. Those were, that was great chemistry. So I was worried about Marcus Coloma at first. And listen, Marcus Coloma is a very much different Nicholas. There was something about... Tyler Christopher that just was like, oh, you nasty. You look dirty. <laughs> dirty. And yes. I was just like, look, he take off his shirt. He got that tattoo. He looked like he just dirty. Oh. Marcus Coloma, he He's takes off his Disney like, prince. And I like that about him, though. He's a Disney I prince. He, he is that. And he's yeah. not more like, like Marcus Coloma's Nicholas isn't the Nicholas. He has a decent body, 100%. Mm. I'm not oh, very sexy, and mm, I was gonna say something real nasty, but I'm gonna have to probably work with him. So I'll just say he's real fine. But they they definitely positioned the Nicholas's different on the show. I think that's what I'll say. Like you, like a bunch of Tyler Christopher's Nicholas was focused on him being shirtless and a woman walking in and stammering because she couldn't get it together. And Marcus Coloma's Nicholas is focused on his actual charm and yeah. his like you know, his heart, I feel like. So I'm excited to see where Nicholas and Ava goes. And I'm excited for Ava. Like she finally got her oh, fucking yeah. child. I don't care about Sonny, Sonny having like a fucking uh, like memory loss. I actually, okay. 
this come upset. Let, you want to set you want to upset the GH fandom? Let's do it. Uh, I'm well, team. I always do it. I'm oh, team I am Sunny. Too. I am like right. my thing is is like Carly and Sunny haven't really worked in a while. Um, so they really needed to shake that up. And I like to me the Sunny or Mike as we're calling him in the Amnesia storyline. This is so something that I like to watch because I think Maurice is really enjoying himself and I think he's yeah. like playing this different side that's a little bit more like him. He really is more of like a sweet naive guy that that is yeah. this Mike character. And I feel like that works with Nina because for once Nina is in control and I feel like, like this, it, it won't end well, of course. I mean, because again, I've always said Nina's not long for this canvas just because you can only have so many badass blondes in that age range. And when we got Ava and we got Carly, like Nina is always odd woman out in that group. But this is really a good storyline, and I'm really rooting for Nina to get on to Carly. And that's why, I guess, uh, one more thing about how adorable Nicholas is. This is, like, definitely Laura's son, Nicholas. I certainly see more with Jeannie Francis in him, and I like seeing that. But I just felt like I should say that. And and I see this and honestly, he he reminds me of Starverus as well, mm -hmm. like, as his father. Like, it, it all works. But, yeah, um, Going back to the Sunny storyline, I actually feel like, so here's the thing, how amnesia works from my research, and you know, you can speak about it, degree in psychology. No matter if Sunny's memory comes back, if Sunny develops feelings for Nina, those feelings will not go away. No, they won't. So, so Certainly not in the world. Right. So he can get his memory back all day long, people. And he can remember Carly. He can remember his family. He can be like, I love them. But he will also fall in love with Nina. And even if he's mad at her for not telling him right away who he was and getting him back to his family, I think the conflict will last a little bit longer because it'll be like, well, damn, I kind of fell in love with her. So like, what do I do now? And yeah, that's going to set better up than the Drew one. Let's face it. it or when it was Jason. I mean, it was like, yeah, like I think they're writing it a little bit better. And that may be why they're taking their time too, because that storyline was a bit of a disaster. Like it did pick, put Liz in the bad girl role. But again, like we're going to talk about when we mention losers, it doesn't work. Like the reason her redemption worked with Franco was because they were pariahs and she had to crawl her way back. Like as much as like that was a nothing burger compared to what most people have done. It doesn't really matter what you do. It's how you redeem yourself. And sometimes redeeming yourself takes the fucking work. And that's why here with Nina and with Sunny, um, yeah, I just don't see them doing the work with Nina after this. But I do feel like, like this is a nice change for Sunny. Yeah, I do too. I think that, and today, I actually remembered how much I love Carly and Jax together. I know. I do too. I'm like, all right, Jax, come on. Like, this is this is the only storyline I'll accept you in. Carly and Jax. And honestly, I always felt like Jax getting with Nina was a Carly like he substitute, he, he yeah. Carly substitute. And Nina and Jax really only worked when it was him and Michelle Stafford. Yeah. Um, which was a very interesting, like, oh shit. But I'll say it's not like him and Cynthia didn't have chemistry. It's just that I immediately saw a different energy with Cynthia. And I think that the way that 
Maurice is playing Mike and the way that her Nina has been redone, they work a lot better. Oh, and it'll yeah. be very I mean, them coming home and everyone being mad and Sunny being like, listen, Carly, even though I got my memory back now, I realize I don't want to be with you. Like, I, 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 I do want to be with Nina. Like, I don't know. I don't know, fans. You might be mad, but I'm so excited. And they also just flipped. And also, guys, today's GH's anniversary, so we're going to talk about mm-hmm. it. They also flipped the Taggart, Jordan, Curtis. Yeah. Um, Portia. Um, yeah. yeah, Portia. That, Oh, I, I like that. Like, cause that's me. I was like, I like that they're playing with that board because I've always wanted Curtis and Portia because to me, Curtis and this Jordan just never really clicked. Um, I, I like uh, Brie and I love her chemistry with Taggart. And I kind of like that they've seen that. And it's like, yeah, let's just flip things around. No big deal. I mean, there's been so much going on and, and it's sort of like, I feel like there's a nice parallel with Anna and Valentin. Yep. I know. I hadn't even said it in a while, guys, but as well as Jordan and Taggart and that they trust them and they're sort of building them. And these women, I love that they've remembered how much good friends they are. Like, so it's one of those things that I like the parallels in Jordan and Anna's relationships here. And I love Anna's like knight and shiny tarnished armor. Valentine's uh, seducing Gladys. It's like, y'all finally realizing he's the sexiest man on the show. All right, I'm with it, of course, but I've been with it. <laughs> I mean, I hear you. No, I'm excited because, like, I've always, I agree with you, Lucretia, as mm-hmm. most of the time I do, about um, <laughs> Jordan <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, about uh, Jordan and Curtis. Um, you know, I know Donnell and Brienne personally, and I think that they've done a great job with Jordan and oh, Curtis. Yeah. That though, however, the change of the character again, we're talking about recast today, guys. Yeah. I think in a recast, it reset the character Jordan. Jordan has gotten more airtime and more storylines than she ever did when it was played by Vanessa Anton. And I don't think that's any slight to the actresses or anything. No, I Vanessa's think- up for a Canadian um, Screen Award, guys, for Digstown, and the show itself is up for several. So kudos to her. She she is killing it. Yeah, she is. So, um, so my thing is, is like, I think that when they saw the potential in Brienne, they were like, huh, maybe we can like shake this up and do this different. And I'm glad yeah. they brought a legacy character like Tagger back and not like um, uh, Andre Maddox, even though I love Anthony Montgomery. Oh, I'm I glad. love Andre Maddox, so we should have him yeah. back. We, we should also, we honestly should, but GH got a lot of problems in terms of, I want Sean Butler out of jail. I'll oh, yeah. make sure that. I want to make sure Blackie Parrish is out of jail. There's a lot of people <laughs> sitting in jail who didn't commit any crimes. And I'm like, are they still in jail? What are we doing? How are we doing this? And that that concerns me. Well, didn't they mention Blackie in a nurse's ball recently? And, you know, John Stamos is still friends with Ken Schreiner. So so maybe one of these days we will get Blackie Parrish back, like even just for a cameo. Well, I think that he wants to do it. John Stamos has been on set. Like, yeah. you know, he, like, he, he visits all the time. Like you said, he's friends with Ken. So I'm just like, GH, what's the hold up? Is it money? Is it, I mean, John Samos might cost a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, same with a lot of people questioning why, um, if they're going to bring Jackie back, why didn't they bring Demi more? And I'm like, guys. Mm. guys and what Demi a great Moore. man, Kim Delaney. Yeah, we don't have Demi Moore money, but Kim Delaney is a great get, especially when we have Michael Knight on the show. And, you know, yeah. those Cad and Jenny little moments. And I like that they're giving them lots of moments. That's a cute little nugget. Yeah, it's a cute little nugget. And also, I mean, listen, 
Kim Delaney, I'm sure, is already expensive herself because she's a nighttime like. Oh yeah. Um, NYPD Blue. Yeah, I she, think was she was on the NYPD Blue, and she was also in. Uh, I watched this show Philly that she was the lead in, which is good. She was originally on CSI Miami, but I think you know, she was the co lead with David Caruso for the first like ten episodes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Eva LaRue was on one of those too. Oh right? yeah, she was on CSI Miami later. Um, she was uh, lab tech. Um, yeah, so it's just I like guys. <laughs> I know, I love that. Um, I'm like, yeah, oh, they're about to re reboot C CSI. Actually, I think. Oh really? That's not surprising. Like at all, they love to just kind of keep going with these. Yeah, I think they're. I think that they're just. I was talking to a friend of mine who works in Hollywood, and she was just like, right now, they're just trying to. Hollywood is trying to ensure that they're absolutely going to make money on the show, and oh, they're yeah. doing so. We'll bring this uh, show back or bring this character back. So, I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, I want some new stuff. Yeah, I know. I mean, we we are all in for Pine Valley, but it's like because we haven't seen that in a while, like. With some of the other ideas, like how many NCISs can you have? Like, and that was a spinoff of JAG. But I mean, we don't want to alienate our older audience more than I already did by saying they show their age with not liking Lucky. <laughs> I think a lot of people, not just older, but our younger audience is also mm -hmm. going to like the return of Stabler tonight. Oh my God, yes. I love organized crime. Oh, he's so great. And I love, I'm like, when they gonna show his booty on there? Cause he always oh. showing his booty on every show he do. His, his ass is like top five guys. Like, I don't even care. Like he knows, he knows I believe this. I was 100% behind Rachel Harris when they had that cute little sitcom surviving Jack together where she made a Tumblr about all these pictures of his butt from SVU days. And I just love yeah. his relationship with Mariska and just what great respect they have for one another. Um, agreed. I'm I'm super excited to see his return. Um, he's been off the show for so long, and you know they're doing this big crossover event, and you know he's yeah. starting a new show that we hope goes really well. Um, so I'm excited for that tonight. So that's gonna be good. Now listen, I know you're itching to get into our winners <laughs> and losers. Going off. So let's get into our winners and losers before we wrap up today, guys. Let's I know. It. We we literally saved this for the end because I just couldn't like even my mom and I as we're watching YNR these days for all the good that is coming out of the storyline. Like I love the faith parts. I love no. the Chelsea parts. And guys, trust me, I'm enjoying the Chelsea parts. But yes, she is the bad guy. What she's doing is wrong, especially how much she's hurt Chloe and hurt Ray, who are innocent people. And and uh, Faith could have been hurt. What I do not like is that, ooh, Adam's the victim. Oh, like, yes, she's framing him, but good for her at this point for finally standing up for herself. And and yes, she's cray-cray. She's going to jail or, or, or mental institution or something. We get that. It's fun to watch, but I do not like Adam Newman, the victim. This is why I love Mesa Victoria when she's all like, Boo-hoo, poor Adam. Because, yeah, I'm just so sick of this crap. And, um, yeah, guess what? It's a little reminiscent of uh, the Peter redemption arc that didn't work. You can't make someone a victim to redeem them. Mm -hmm. and, and, yes, he saved Faith, but he did what anybody else would do. And this is where it's really the bad writing. Adam being the one to pick up Faith and take her to the hospital, great. That's soapy. That works. But it's the laying it on so fucking thick. It's like, this is not even how people talk when Nick and Sharon are going over. Or Ray. Like, it's like, God, y'all some lazy ass people. We get it. 
you want us to forget about the fact that Adam tried to blow up his entire fucking family. I got that. You want us to forget about the fact that Adam's the reason that Chelsea had a stroke and, you know, has gone cuckoo bananas. I get that. But guess what? Some of us remember that happened because we don't give two shits about Sharon and Adam getting back together. And I love me some Mark Grossman. I think he was the perfect cast. And I love Sharon Case. She is great. I do not like this couple together on the show. In real life, they're fucking adorable. But that's their business out there. I do not enjoy the fact that they're... Again, when we're so far into this, uh, people are getting vaccinated. Why are we doing this now? And why are we half-assing a redemption storyline just so we can do this now? They should be kissing on the show like Days is. I mean, I get CBS has different rules, but it's like it's this back and forth with this whole relationship thing. And it's never really set well with me. And they're sorry, guys. I'm not a fan of Sharon and Adam. I don't want her anywhere, Nick, in, either. But yeah, I mean, I get it. Her and Ray, not thrilling. But who cares? Maybe give Sharon a new man. Maybe give Sharon some other storyline. I just think that it's like it makes Sharon look pathetic to want to be with Adam. And now you've made Adam just as pathetic with her. And it's like, that's not cute. It's not. It's so bad. And Adam being, oh, victim, oh, my wife, who I, you know, was so terrible to, is training me for murder. Oh, God, that is not hot. That is gross. And it's so pathetic. So that's why they're both losers to me, Adam and Sharon, because Sharon's going to be like, oh, he saved my baby. Oh, he saved my baby. And then, oh, she's going to fucking. And then oh, hopefully Ray goes nuts and kills somebody. But like something needs to happen here because this is the part that's so bad. This, oh, poor Adam stuff. It's like, Jesus Christ, I get she's framing him and that's wrong. But this is not how you redeem someone. And this is very much like Peter. Sorry, guys. Like, And, and it, that's why Sam has never worked for me since then. It's like um, I more GH references, but that's always where we're going to go. You can't redeem someone by making them a victim. They have to do the work. And yeah, it's not even been a year since Adam tried to blow up his entire fucking family. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Lucretia has needed to get that out. <laughs> Sorry. I 100% agree. Um, yeah. I actually have nothing to add to that. I have fucking yeah. nothing to add. I was going to add something. I, like, no. I think she hit all bases and covered it. I think that, guys, we got to give the Adam Newman character a rest. Yeah. I think I think the character has to rest. And I like Mark Grossman. I think he does a great job. Yeah, he's good dad. You know what? Write the Adam Newman character just like you would write the Franco character. Let us enjoy him falling in love with someone. Let us enjoy us seeing the redemption process. Don't shove it down our throats. With Franco, let's let's let, let's let's make it work a little bit better. Let's make it work a little bit better. I I, I agree with that. Um for the winners. You and I actually were going to pick the same people. Well, I was going to say Nina for oh, fucking yeah. sure. Yeah. Nina said, all right, Carly, you know what? You opened your fat ass mouth and I told you, quit playing me. So now since you done played me, I got you. So go for Nina. Um, I also want to add a winner, Maxie and Brett, because I'm oh, like, yeah. they're kind of like, first of all, Maxie is getting that girlfriend vibe. Plus she's getting the like friend Sister vibe. Sister too. I mean, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm loving that we're seeing that from them. And then you put Gladys, which I don't know. I'm ready to go. <laughs> That's why you think that Gladys is a winner. 
Uh, well, isn't it obvious? Like the the seduction from my man was part of it because that was so funny. Like the oh, standing up for. But I'm just like Gladys. Gladys is living her best life right now, like on Cyrus's dime and just like throwing it around. It's like that's exactly what trash people like. And I'm a trash person. Um, uh, that's what we do whenever it's like, oh, we got some money. We got oh yeah, fancy dinners. Uh. Like so that's why uh, Gladys is a funny character to me, and I just love it. I know. Peter's probably going to kill her because he knew what was going on. But at least, like, Gladys will be having the time of her life before she dies. And uh, to anyone who's a foil for Carly, as much as I love Carly, I enjoy watching her win, but I love and watching her lose even more. So that's why Gladys and Nina, I'm like, ooh, go get that bitch. <laughs> okay, I love... I, I, the only thing I love from Gladys is <laughs> Is she literally was like, you go on, I'm gonna stay and watch this drama. Like, yeah. and, and right here. And it's just like, Gladys is so comfortable. And at some point, Cyrus or Peter is going to kill her. I think that maybe oh, yeah. Peter will kill her, like you That's said. Right. And Cyrus will be like, what the fuck? Because at this point, whoever kills Gladys, we aren't gonna be able to forgive. Only because it's like, 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 now you're just killing people because Gladys don't yeah. really need to be killed. All you do is give her a bunch of money and send her out of town. Gladys oh, yeah. will do whatever she needs to do for money. So I don't think that Cyrus would kill Gladys. It would definitely 100% be Peter who kills her. Um, you know, and I, I think that at that point, then we're going to have a whodunit storyline. It's going to be like all yeah. these people that have killed Peter, who did it? Because he done made a yeah. lot of people mad. And then you got a whole canvas. And honestly, what I would like to see is um just like you Trump. know and then yeah yeah and i would like to see and then there was none basically where like everybody kind of did it together um kind of oh, yeah. how they did the ryan storyline when they switched his kidney and, and yeah. take that out so I would, I would like to see that charlie by the way we didn't talk about this today before we end charlie i believe 100 percent killed himself i think he killed himself yeah, that would be an interesting twist. It's either him or Ava did it. Like, you know, because I could see, because, but to me, it would be much more interesting if he killed himself. Well, having Ava do it would keep her from getting with Rafe. Yeah. I don't think that's what I kind of like them together. It's like Rafe, Rafe is a character that, that before, you know, they went off, he was a little like, you know, going through the motions. But when he's come back, I'm really enjoying Galen and I'm liking him with Ava and Nicole and that whole stuff going on and like, you know, how he's just so combative with Sammy. Like, it's like, you know, whatever Galen did over the break, I think really reignited the character for him. And it, and it does show, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I agree. I like that. Um, so you have some honorable mentions that I know you want to talk about <laughs> with and I really well, as I say, like, um, I, I commend Chelsea for finding, uh, finally getting past the whole Adam love she had. It just, it worked at the end of Michael's run and it worked with Justin. It, they just never had that same chemistry with her and Mark. I actually always thought he had the most chemistry with Chloe, but it's one of those things that it's like, everything he did to her, she has every right to go after him. So then that's what makes her a winner. Where she's a loser is you're hurting Chloe and you're hurting Ray. And like, that's fucked up. Like, you know, they didn't do anything to you. I mean, Chloe's your best friend and is stuck through by you. I mean, you know, she, she tried to get rid of Adam more than once Chelsea, <laughs> but 
I like that we're having Chloe be the better person and not really go down this road when she just thought she was helping her friend, but now she's like, wait, what the fuck? No, this isn't cool. So yeah, I mean, that to me, that makes Chelsea a winner and a loser because she's getting away from Adam, but at what cost? Yeah, and I, Honorable mentioned that I wanted to also bring up <laughs> with your man, Valentine and Adam. <laughs> Literally, we're having a conversation about Maxi, and the, and it was like, all right, look, I talked to over it. I got a plan. That's what we're gonna do. And he was just like, well, I don't know. We need to do some quick because Maxi also has a plan. And Anna was like, yeah. what the? Fuck? <laughs> Somebody got to talk to Maxi because yeah. her plan is definitely gonna go awry. But I'm oh, like, yeah. how y'all gonna talk about Max's plan going awry? And this is where they become losers when y'all tied Peter up in a closet in the same location he was getting married, and he easily got out. Thanks, hey, Dante. They- Hey, they, yeah, that was Dante's fault. Like they were really having to work with the fact that they're in the wedding and that, you know, the logistics, they're smart people. They were working with limited resources, you know, but, but yeah, funny. I just love that as soon as Valentine was like, well, we got to do something quick, Anna, because Maxie also <laughs> had a plan. She said, then we got to stop that, whatever that is, right away, because I know it's drastic. And you cut to the next scene, and Max is like, so we're going to pretend my baby's dead. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, Max. It's speculation that Brooklyn isn't really pregnant. And they're like, so I don't know. Because I would honestly like for Brooklyn not to be pregnant, because I'm like, it's just, it's just, listen, I know in soaps we're supposed to suspend belief, but that's just unrealistic. She left the show in October and November. Yeah. Like they slept together in October. She left in November. She had just found out she was pregnant. There wasn't that many days in between. So November, December, January, February, March, she's back four months, and she's that huge. She's about to get back. Yeah, it's Actual. really weird how they jumped up that timeline. But remember what they did with Sabrina on this show? I mean, there was no way that was Carlos's baby, but they didn't want Michael tied to that back then. And you're like, really? You had him tied to Nell, but not Sabrina? Which is a relationship I find quaint now, because at the time, I was like, yeah, boring. But boy, it's better than Michael's other yeah. stuff. Well, I'm hoping that Chase actually ends up with Brooklyn, TBH. Oh, yeah, because- I want I'm over Will- Willow and Michael can honestly leave the show together. I'm so sorry. I just don't. I mean, Sasha deserves Brando. They're great yeah, together. They're Actually, I think they're hot. I don't want Michael. Michael can be with Willow. Fine. They sure. Yeah, sure. they're fine. And to me, it's just like like the scene with Michael in the jail cell with Jason, and uh, it was just like was something I said. Like this is the moments that you should give Chad. He's really cute and he's funny in those moments, and they work really well together. And y'all know that boy can act, so give him better material because it's like that's, I got no problem with Michael. They just don't give him great material. And, and with Willow, it's like yeah, they're fine together. I I I much prefer if we're gonna have straight and narrow Michael, like more mature, we get him with the bad girl to balance it out. But like, cause I've just never really taken to Willow much. I mean, that was why I hated Nina for the whole Wiley situation. Cause it's like, girl, you're making me feel bad for Willow. And that ain't cool. <laughs> well, well, I will say, I think that if Michael leads the organization and takes over the mob. <laughs> that should be Carly, sorry. She's the only one up for that job. It should be Carly, but if they do that with Michael, then it does give a bit of a, uh, um, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it does make Willow. And listen, as we know, Chad Duel can play Edge because at least let's not forget when he oh, pulled yeah. the gun on, I will blow your fucking brains out. That like so Chad, good. 
He's very good. So I'm hoping that that's where they take it. And I'm hoping that we get to see Chad do that. And honestly, give ELQ back to Ned. Give it back to uh, let Ned and Olivia. Yeah, it run. should be Ned and Ned and Valentine fighting. Michael doesn't really need to be involved there because, and he has too much other stuff. That's sort of what happened, and that's what made sense storyline wise. No sense for him to come back into that fold. Yeah, he doesn't need ELQ. He needs to take, and I think that he will. I think that he's going to say, "Ned, you can take over ELQ. I'm going to take up because Michael literally can't run ELQ and Sonny's organization. There, it's like not logical." Um, so yeah, I mean, listen, it's always fun doing this with you and talking to us with you. As always, you can catch Lucretia and I both on Forever in a Day. Uh, we are airing every Monday, and is it Friday? Yes. Now? I think mm-hmm. yeah, Monday and Fridays. Um, it's a really good show, and I'm also host, co-hosting the after show on Sundays with Matthew Preston, so mm-hmm. please check that out. I've been absent for a few weeks. I missed Lucretia's day. I know. I, I just got my vaccine, so I was like, Dead to the world. Um, mm-hmm. And always find me online at Darrell Anthony on Twitter. Um, Instagram is I am Darrell Anthony and Facebook Darrell Anthony. And since and I'm find online, you, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe in Soap Operas. If you're not subscribed to the show, be sure to hit that button so you get new episodes each week in the feed of your favorite podcasting app. Like us, rate us. Have something to say? Leave us a review. And if you're looking for the video version of this podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel and like our Facebook page, all under Believe in Soap Operas. That's B-L-E-A-V. We'll be streaming live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern. That's 3 p.m. Pacific on Facebook and YouTube. So join in on the fun there. For SoapCon Live, we are proud to partner with The Locker Room to bring your favorite daytime stars to your living room with free live panels starting May 1st. Sponsored by Soap Opera Digest, Retro TV, and It's Real Good TV, check out SoapConLive.com to see the complete schedule, purchase autographs, video greetings, or book your virtual meet and greet with your favorite soap star today. And don't forget to catch up on Forever and a Day, the first soap opera to go back to the roots of audio during the pandemic. Season 2 is now streaming on all podcast platforms. Stay safe and safe, so fans, and stay tuned for more Believe in Soap Operas. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.